I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, I'm Ryan. I'm Will. And I'm Ivan. And tonight, we review the third installment of Rise and Fall... This is the podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. Welcome to episode 8 of It's Just a Game. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. Every week, I'm joined by friends Wilf and Ivan. Hello, Wilf. How are you? I'm very, very dead good. <laughs> Simple. Fair. What about you, Ivan? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm great. I'm really, really bloody great. I'm great. I'm ha- very happy. First time in two years I've had a bloody haircut. I'm, I'm, I don't know why you're so, I don't know why you're accusing me of not being fine because I am fine. I'm definitely fine. I went in there. I said, I, I still want to wear a top knot because it's very important to me and my hair's long. And he was like, yeah, I understand. And, and I said, and I said, I think I said that, or maybe I said, can you make me look like I'm called Karen? And what they've done here is they've, I mean, if you're listening, you can't see this, but I've got a choppy bob. I've got a lovely sort of... I think of it looks all right. It's funny how a man with scissors can single-handedly ruin your brand image. <laughs> I, <laughs> to be fair, I never had a brand image. <laughs> I feel like you could definitely play a character in, like, Gladiator or something like that. Anyway, right, you know these people. You know Wilf, you know Ivan, you know myself. But we have this week two exceptional guests as well. James and Marina, the two of the most iconic players of the series of Rise and Fall, will be joining us in just a few minutes. But first, we need to talk about the past week's episodes. Now, if you're just joining us, this podcast is all about reality games. Every week, we look at the smartest moves, the most silly moments, and the hottest tea on your favorite reality TV shows. Tonight, we continue looking at Channel 4's hottest social experiment by the makers of The Traitors. It's called Rise and Fall, and we look at episodes 12 to 15. As always, be warned, we are entering a spoiler zone. If you haven't seen episodes 1 to 15 of Rise and Fall, go away and come back when you're done. If you've seen it, stay here and get ready for a traumatic episode. 
Now, as well, we've got a lot to discuss, and I'm going to switch it up this week because so much happened in the past week. There was a plot twist every 12 minutes. So I'm just going to ask you, not who your favorite player is, I just want to know what your favorite moment was. Ivan. It's tough to choose, but for me, it has to be the the sort of the whole scene where Sophie Corcoran got um, risen and she'd made this um, thing where Joas and um, Sam. Sam were going to vote in a triangle and then she broke it, which was kind of good strategy, but it was, it was pretty mean. And you saw his face go Goo, as Joas realized that that's what she'd done. Mm. Then they had to go away and have a little chat about who they were going to bring up and they decided to bring up Isaac. But then when they came back, he tried to confront her about it and she just gaslit him. And it was the most amazing- yeah, she, she literally was talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, no, no, listen, listen, this was the most amazing thing I've ever seen on TV because- <laughs> she... No, I'll give it to her. She's really smart. She knew exactly what she was doing. And it was so effective because it went, she never had to deny it. She never had to say, you're right. I did this thing wrong. I lied to you. She just kept on pretending it was about rock, paper, scissors until the guy, literally got so aggressive they had to take him off the show now in the end if you watch it back me, we maybe we didn't see everything but i think she was being more aggressive than him never there was a bit of aggression on either side and like Mate, she literally went like this to him like she yeah. literally launched it was at him. I, I i watched it i watched it again i then got my partner and watched it together a third time and i was just like how how did I she i was manage? just looking at slow-mos of the water going <laughs> i just think the, the water to me was less of a thing than the amazing gaslighting. Such an incredible strategy. He's talking about how he's confronting her, saying, why did we betray the vote? Why didn't you vote for Sam? And she's just like, hmm, how's the bread today? Are we adding a bit oh, more salt? Oh my or? God, yeah. And the thing is, yeah, I I'll be honest, yeah, Joe Hass was annoying me at some point because I was like, he's so like, it just seemed... Like, you know when they didn't choose him for a task? He was like, they don't like me and blah, blah. I'm like, bro, no, they don't know you. They've known you for like, not even a day or however long you've been there. And then yeah. when this happened, I genuinely felt, because you know, have you ever tried to get your point across? And it's so frustrating because no, like they, she was just literally like, yeah. it didn't exist and it was being yeah. crazy. And I felt yeah. so yeah. sorry for him at that point. I was just like. But, and yet, if this was strategy, this was genius. I hate it's, to admit it, it. Yeah, that's what gaslighting is. And actually, you know, we, again, we're not, I'm not, critic not criticising Sophie Corker in the person, but I am saying this is an effective strategy that people use, even in political discourse, to deny someone else their point of view. If I don't meet you on your battlefield, I never have to prove that you're right or wrong. She knew he was in the right, so she refused to meet him in battle and just gaslit him. And it was very political. You can yeah. tell that she's in into politics, right? Yeah, because <laughs> that was peak Tory strategy, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just answer a different question repeatedly. I mean, it, was a, <laughs> it was amazing. Wilf, yeah. what about you? What's your favorite moment of this past week? So my favorite moment follows that very, very quickly. So there's a part where they offer them an extra five grand to the pot and all they have to do is get rid of a graft yeah and sophie's just like oh this is great yeah i'm gonna like you could just see the like power in her eyes she just literally wanted to just like just get rid of one which i agree with would you not have taken it it depends in it on the relationships you have down down at the basement and how that they are gonna if somebody you don't like stand in the basement who might could could, could be a ruler and ruin your plan mm. then yeah in the basement at that point we had Rachel, Isaac, Ramona, Matt, Sam, and Connor. Do you send anyone home? Yeah, I would send. I'd send Connor home. 
I feel I, I think that he's had he's been in there three times. He went in there at the beginning, he became a ruler, then he came back. He's had three opportunities like of being he's there. got a life lifetime pass to the left. He just goes up yeah. and down. <laughs> like, I love the guy. I think he's great and I think I found some parts of him. You know the bit where he was doing Alan Carr, I think he'd he'd be amazing yeah, to be in a baseball because he's that was so really much, funny. Because he's fun. So but at the same time, you just think, look, he's been up here. Like, he's been down there twice. Like, he's had his time. Mm. Like, I think... Mm. Ivan, do you send anyone home? For me, you've got to think about what the effect, the long-term effect is of, of whether you can win or not. Because at this point, they're days away from winning. You can start yeah. to think about whether you're going to win. If you send home a grafter, the graft, and the grafters will, of course, because it's the way the game works, they'll have told them, oh, this person's gone home because this happened and these, persons sent them, these people sent them. So you would then make yourself very unpopular with the grafters. And we know that the grafters could have the ultimate power at the end of the show because there's so many twists. So basically, the only time I'd have sent a grafter home in that situation is if there was a really unpopular one that everyone hated and they just all wanted to get rid of. I would do the same thing as Sophie. You're three days away from ending the game. One of them is not coming up to the penthouse. You might as well get the extra five grand. If you're allowed to give your reason and justify yourself to the grafters, maybe that makes sense. But people would appreciate that it's extra money, and the grafters really... We've seen in the past and in workshops that grafters value money a lot more than the rulers seem to think. Yeah, and when Ali went home on day one, somebody was like, that's one less one less person to, to yeah. compete yeah. against. So, yeah. Ryan, what is your favourite moment so far? Oh, you know what? I've got to go for this insane moment when a man's penis cost us 14 grand. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what it came down. No, it's a horrible way of putting it. I take that back. Yeah, no, no, that was, it was basically ego. It was a mix of ego. It was a mix of strategy because they knew that whoever gave up first was just putting themselves in a losing position. It was a mix of ego of strategy and a bit of love. Yeah, probably. It was just like batshit. The fact that they just stood there and they stood there long enough that the producers were like, yeah, one grand a minute is not enough. Let's go for five. <laughs> It's That's just so mad. Funny, We're running out of film in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. Just make it five grand. But the thing is, yeah. Craig James was just standing in a gallery having having his dinner. He was like, yeah, guys, I've got to go home. I've got the breakfast show at six. So I need to get oh, a good two hours of sleep. That's the point where I really, really started disliking Jack. Like, from the moment, mm. actually, he was up there and he went to Marina. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, he was so cocksure of himself. He's like, yeah, don't worry. The grafters love me. Everyone up here loves me. He basically said that to Marina at some point, yeah, when she came up. Um, and I was just like, I'm not sure if I'm liking Jack's movements. And then when he did this, when he just sat there, like, I was like, he's doing it for love, I think. But is it love? <laughs> like, she's not worth five grand a minute. <laughs> the thing is, like, he he was in the, he couldn't win. He had to take yeah. her up because otherwise he was losing the majority in the rulers and he was losing the game. Um, but by doing this, he was inevitably going to get voted off. There was something so fascinating that because they described weakness in Connor changing his mind when he voted for Marina back in week two, from then on, yeah. anyone who changed their mind about anything, that was immediately weakness. Actually, in that situation, the strongest thing, the thing the grafters would have really appreciated is for someone quite quickly, quite early on, maybe after £1,000 being lost, be like, I'm the only one here who cares about the money because I want someone to win lots and of guess money. guess what? Even if you do it, you come back anyway. <laughs> I know. I changed my vote. And like, it would have been 
so it would have been such a good leadership mm. move to be like on behalf of anyone who wants a big prize i will change my mind i don't care who it is who's with me up here in the leadership position because someone's got to win a large amount of money and in the end connor did it and chucked his thing out and yeah he came back what four minutes later yeah literally actually, like, like straight away <laughs> like because i went to the toilet and came back here and he was uh, grafting it and i swear on my life and i was just like <laughs> i thought I'm like, someone, it went backwards in time. I was like, am I on the same episode? And I was like, he's <laughs> back. <laughs> there were a fair few minutes in between. Did you go for like a massive shit award? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we all know you got stuck into an obviously fake lift somewhere yeah. <laughs> near the penthouse. Oh, 100%. Yeah, clearly loads of iconic moments in this past week. Um, we shifted to the final, uh, which we'll be talking about next week. And I've got to ask, let's make our dream final penthouse. Who do we want up there? Can I pick first? Go on, Will. Yeah. This is like picking a football team. I'm going yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. Matt. Ooh, interesting. Good choice. Good choice. Second spot, I've got a soft spot for Isaac. He's in there. Top in the in the penthouse. Love him. Brilliant. Brilliant man. Go on, I'll Will. go for an easy number number three. Um Eddie. Eddie's gotta be up there. Oh, oh a bit of Cleddy. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Cleddy. <laughs> So we've got... So right now we've got Eddie, we've got Isaac, and we've got Matt. Right, Ryan, you, you pick next. I don't know how they're going to pick the winner. And so on that basis, I want to make it easier for the people we've picked so far. Sophie. What? Okay. Nobody's going to vote for her to win. So it's just making it easier for the other three. I'm putting in Sam. Uh, I think Sam needs a chance up there. Oh, Could easily s- woman. slip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's number five. Oh. Will. Who have I got left? Yeah, I've done it. Who have I got I've left? done you there, haven't I? Yeah, you've done me. This is really hard because I would have said Rossi last week, but I didn't. I've just changed my mind on him a little bit. Um, hmm. He's all right. Yeah, I know, but I know. You know, I didn't like how he was basically Jack's pawn. Like he would just follow mm, Jack yeah. wherever they took him. I'm going to say Mo- Moses. I think. Yeah, he's been sort of true to himself. He's a good lad. He seems like a nice guy. So. And I like that he came up and was like, oh my, I've never really experienced any sort of luxury, really. So yeah. I, I like, I know, for me, that's like hits home. So I think Moses. So who's our final six? Matt, Sam, Moses, Sophie, Eddie and Isaac. You know what I'm going to say next? You're going to have to pick one of them. Who do you want to win? I'm going steady with Eddie. I'm, I'm going steady. It's got to be. It's got to be. I'm going to say... Isaac, because he genuinely made me cry my eyes out when I was watching, when his letter got um, read out. So I'm going to say Isaac. I'm going to say Matt then because I think he's a good. Oh Sam, no Sam really. We <laughs> you literally, I've seen your mind change. Then I actually visually seen your brain. <laughs> it's because like looks. Sam's got the right attitude. I really like Sam. She's got a great life story as well. But we haven't seen enough of her. You know what? Because we haven't seen enough of her. Sadly, I'm going to go Matt. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, look, guys, we're recording uh, this on Tuesday night, so let's be honest, we do not know who wins the game and how this ends. Um, So just out of curiosity, I want to know, who do you think is going to win for real? Wilf? I wanted Isaac to win, but I genuinely think it could be Eddie. I think he's some... I think if the the previous rulers have to choose or something like that, I think that they would choose him because he's just a really good guy. Seems like it, anyway. Yeah. Eddie with the lead piping in the drawing room. It's got to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Eddie, realistically. I can't see anyone else winning this. Uh, Eddie's got it in the bag. Eddie is clearly. <laughs> Look, guys, enough chit-chat. Let's just talk to James and Marina. They've been two of the most iconic players from the series of Rise and Fall. 
and they're joining us now. If you haven't been paying attention, both James and Marina joined the basement on day one and quickly formed a strong alliance. Marina rose her way to the top and she kept her promise. She helped James rise. Together, they were unbeatable. Well, until a surprise Red Room betrayal came along, which led to Marina falling. James kept his head up with a calm, cool and collected demeanor, silently but surely dominating strategies. And then the ultimate clash happened. Jeff and James went for each other's juggler, and when the elders could not decide which of the two should go home, they both took a final trip down the lift. Hello, James and Marina. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Great. Thanks for having us. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Honestly, it's so good having you guys. We just loved you on the show. You really were the two most iconic players <laughs> uh, from this game. Um, and I've got to ask, how did it feel being on Rise and Fall? OG's first series, how did that feel? Oh, well, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I was one of the first to walk into that mixer at the beginning. And I was kind of just walking around the room being like, oh my gosh, what have I just signed up for? Um, and it's really funny, actually, because when James arrived, like literally James and I straight away just hit it off. And there is a scene which they don't put in where it's James, Connor and I all cheersing, being cheers to being the first three to rise to the penthouse. And you were the first three to rise. Yeah. The alliance was born on the first day. Yeah. How, how is it, James? I mean, it was so epic. I've never done anything like this. Like, I'm like a small town Welsh boy from, like, South Wales. And to go into something so grand and, like, spectacular from the offset, it was incredible. And, like, like as Marina said, we walked into that mix, and I think I must have been, like, the tenth person to walk in. I was like, hello, everybody. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and then Marina was the first one to see me, and I think she did like five glasses of champagne at that point. She was like, the loudest one in the room. And I'm not going to lie, at that point I thought, oh, who is she? But then we quickly became very. We quickly. Um, we, we, we quickly um, formed that alliance. And me, Cara, and Marina literally like, chinked our glasses together and was like, oh, should we just. Should we be the first alliance? And lo and behold, it happened. So you guys, you created that alliance. And it was like, it was, as you say, the first one that kind of worked. But it didn't last. Yeah. No, they don't seem to last. When did you guys get the first impression that things were falling apart? I think for Marina and I, actually. Yeah. I think it was when it was when Connor rose, right? And in the, in the daytime before, obviously, the, <laughs> the elimination, Connor wouldn't answer a straightforward question. So me and Marina, every time we'd be like, what's he doing? He's not answering the question very well. He's like, is he going against the Alliance? What are we going to do? And then instantly he was like, right, we're going to have to go for Matt. And then as the day progressed, me and Connor had a couple of conversations, which obviously weren't shown. And he was like, oh no, I'm going to go for Matt. I'm going to go for Matt. So I was like, okay, perfect, fine. I'm chill. I'm going to be fine, obviously. And then when you get in that red room, as you know, when you obviously go on that round table, everything just crumbles and you have to just sort of focus yep. on what's yeah. happening. <laughs> I, I, happening there and then in that room and for me I was like oh my god Matt's doing the best argument I've ever heard on this red table right now what am I going to do am I going to keep with my alliance and look like an absolute idiot to the grafters or do I stick to my guns and just think Joe what I'm going to go for Marina and just look good to the grafters <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't, obviously didn't oh expect that at all but I, yeah that was the first sign of it breaking was when it was, Connor came up and, there's a, and it's, I, I go to James and I'm like what what's what's he what's he doing? Because he said something like, "Yeah, I'm used to stabbing my co-workers in the back. I find my best friend." I'm like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> 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 oh, I'm like, well, this is a 
looking good. Oh my god, this is not looking good, James. And then um, we were speaking, and actually, I was, we, were, we were getting ready to go um, to the red room. And I look at James, and I'm like, I know I'm going home. I say that to you, don't I? I knew it. I was like, no, you're not. You're not. It's fine. You're not. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to vote for me, but I knew that either it was. De- I thought Matt and Connor maybe because I just didn't. But I knew. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, yeah. So you know, you were talking about like when you first enter, yeah, and you're all like, you're really nervous. You're like, what have I done? Yeah. Like Marina, I was thinking, right. I remember going on the train for the first time and meeting John. And I was like so intimidated by this guy. I was like, oh my God, he's so strong. He's this, he's like, his head screwed on. Like, but I was like, well, I'm nearly 30 years old yet. I can't even imagine of being being able to do that mm. at 18 years old. Like, how did you feel when you first went there? Did, was there anybody that stood out? Um, who do I find intimidating? Oh gosh, I don't, I, uh, I don't know, I'm quite, even though I'm young, I'm quite a confident soul. What? <laughs> no. Couldn't tell. We could definitely tell. <laughs> you know what? It was, you know what? Rashika, it was Rashika, because every person that came in, she would like go up to them and she'd give them a whole interview. Like quite, you know, what do you do? Why are you here? And I was kind of more like, join the champagne. Yeah, yeah, I love your outfit. You were looking great. And she was straight in. She was assessing the situation from the first second. You do have people, like, when you first go in, you have one of two people. You have one person who goes there and just has friends with it, makes friends with everyone. Then you've always got somebody who's just, like, <laughs> interrogating every single person. Like, what do you do for work? How tall are you? She was on a mission. She was absolutely on a mission. I was like, ah, I'm just going to run away from her. <laughs> she, Yeah, she was on an absolute mission. It was insane. Can I just say... But you know, um, you obviously know Joanna. She was like, she scared the shit out of me when I first met it. Because I walked in, I walked in, I had a glass of champagne, I went to like shake her hand, and she hugged me and goes, Oh, well, aren't you beautiful? I'm going to climb you like a tree against that wall. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, Joanna, don't, I was like, you don't want to stain the white t shirt, do you? Or my white shirt? And she goes, Oh, I don't care about that. I was like, Yeah. I'm a bit precious. I'm not like that. I'm precious. And she was like, oh, you're one of those. Whoa! <laughs> this is news right wow. here. This is huge. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is Ryan type of news. Ryan loves this. Look at his face. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I'm loving this. The secret couple of the basement. It wasn't all about Sydney and Jack. James and Joanna is where it's at. Climbing each other like trees. No, but she's trying to climb me and I'm like palming her off. Like, it's not going to go very well for you. <laughs> first impression strategy is really hard. I think my, my first day in the trade were spent whispering like hey let's be a little secret team to like every single person which i thought was a really good idea but of course everybody everyone forgets within an hour who which secret teams are on because you're all on a bloody secret team with each other and they all mean nothing let's ask you two about that you guys like did you have a specific strategy like did you have an actual game plan going in and what was it or did you just walk in and say yeah whatever happens happens i didn't have a game plan as soon as i walked in i thought i gotta go in be myself i've got this far as myself i'll just be myself all the way throughout and then and you have to remember this game like you guys this has never been done before so no one knew how the game was going to work so i thought i'm going to have to wait and see how the game is played out and then quickly sort of realise, right, in order to get to the top, you're going to need to prove yourself to the grafters. And then once you sort of, as I kept saying, infiltrate your way to the top, you sort of secure for enough time to get at least two of you up there. And then you can form more secret fake alliances, which, you know, that's how I thought the game would go. So there was loads of like alliances. There's probably like a top six of an alliance built in the basement that 
didn't really get shown. And it was definitely Connor, Marina, myself, Jack, Sydney. That's five in it. And Joanna. And then I think that plan for me failed when we ended up going for Jeff and Jack instead of Jack and Sydney. Because if those two were up there, I'd probably, well, I don't know what I can say. I probably wouldn't have been eliminated, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, I think for me it was that you just had no idea how the game was going to work. Obviously, we knew the basic outline, but as James said, we were season one. And, you know, the whole concept of rise and fall, I thought if you were at the top, and you would be, you would fall back down to the basement. But obviously, I knew it was really safe to kind of stay as a grafter. I mean, I don't know how safe it is. You've got to stay away from glasses of water. (laughs) (laughs) But I said what we need to do is we need to have a voice between the basement and the penthouse because we didn't have that at the very beginning. I said, I think I'd be quite good at communicating that. And I thought I would be. And I think I was. I think I was good at that. I I think you were probably one of the best. I think you two guys as as rulers, in my opinion, were the only ones that truly, like, stay true to grafters like everybody else who went up yeah so, which is like went weird like jack went weird bro i was like what's gone on what's jack done like in that case i'm gonna ask it how did you feel being in that penthouse because we saw the penthouse changes people how did you feel up there did you feel like it changed you i think i think i mean for me i've never had like no i've never been responsible for anyone in my life you know i'm 18 so i don't have any kids or really any responsibilities in my life so it's kind of the first time that i've responsible for anyone's kind of welfare and you just have to kind of step into those shoes it's it's a it's a big change and everything the way that it's crafted you know the red room being red it being up on a stage you know and i think i don't know everything is just so intensified the music that plays when you go into the red room you just have to step into those shoes and i think and then when someone has a go at you you're like I understand where you're coming from. However, <laughs> I want to I want to talk about red room strategy, right? Because as you know, my thing is like that lovely crunchy numbers game. And on those afternoons evenings moving on like approaching those red room votes, what were your strategies in terms of gauging numbers, working out where you stood with those numbers and then trying to play the numbers to your advantage? I think to be fair, James, I think you did slightly better than Marina at this. And weirdly, yeah. Connor Connor did remarkably well in quite a few ones where he should have gone home. And like, I guess my question is, how inevitable was it? And also in those cases, did you feel like you had any power in changing those votes? And if so, how? I personally think like a lot of us took the red room as like the final decision maker. Not going to lie. Like there was times where, like I said, I thought, oh, I'm going to go for Matt. And then I ended up going for Marina just because they argued the case so much better. And then when there's three grafters sat there against three rulers and one and one of those grafters are, mo- are, are immune, you know, if that alliance is there, you're technically going to be safer unless you're Marina, <laughs> basically, because of, of what happened, right? But then the same thing happened to me, right? There was two, two. Um, it was Rossi and Moses. They were both immune, right? And they couldn't come to a decision. So I was unsafe then because of other strategies, other alliances. Yeah. And can I just say, Connor, I didn't know anyone else was going to vote for you. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. You knew exactly what was going to happen. Thank you very much. And he was the reason, I was the reason he got saved in one of those red rooms. Yeah, I you defended were. him and said he's made one mistake. 
And then Jack was like, actually, yeah, you have. Cheryl, you're loud and annoying. Off you go. I, I love what he says to you, yeah. He goes, honestly, James, I would never speak about you behind your back. I'd say it right now. <laughs> but he literally, like five minutes earlier, was like talking to Moses and that thing, talking about voting you up. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. Me and Jack were like playing football with this weird pillow. And I was like, oh, Jack, you and me are really close. And I'm really happy we're here. Like, we'll have to get rid of Connor because he's asked us to go. And I, I literally sat down at one point and I said, Connor, if you're asking me to go right, and at this stage in the game, I'm probably the strongest ruler. You are the weakest ruler. I love you to bits. But someone who needs to come up and take your place, who's going to be stronger than you, it has to happen. If you're going to want to go, I'm going to just say, yeah, go. I get that. So talking about people in there, yeah, and we are, it is just a game, right? Remember that, yeah? Yeah, let's just remind everyone it's, yeah, just, it's a just a game. What people yeah, do in this is. show is not a representation of who game. they are as people. They are just playing the game and they're making good TV. It, well, it, it depends who you bring up for me. But, yeah, a hundred percent. But that said, <laughs> but that, with that said, <laughs> in the game, remember it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> who, apart from not Jeff, we're not allowed to say Jeff. We know that story. Okay. Uh, Is there anybody else that you like just didn't like in the? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I really need to think about this. Um, I just want to say, I am, I am civil with every... I mean, I'm really close with a lot of people on the show, even people you. that I've had... <laughs> I'm carrying on, James. Wait a second. Hey, you though. I'm, I'm, I'm close with a lot of people on the show, and I'm civil with everyone, apart from I don't have any contact with Jeff. But that's that. But Rashika and I on the show didn't really mesh. She just wasn't really my cup of tea, you know, and that's fine. I was happy to the kind of, yeah, that's part of just living with people. You know, I got used to it and whatever. Um, and cu- and coming out, you know, I very much go, yeah, it's a game, whatever. Let's you know move on. Um, I think which is fair enough. She she um yeah. maybe struggles a bit to to define the two. Um, you know, I was doing a live yesterday, and I kind of said. Oh, the whole your good thing came off, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I saw that on the previous one. Oh, for fuck's sake, you know. And then she was commenting yeah. like, yeah, sure, you meant it like that. Sure, sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just like, yeah. you know. And it's just, I like, you know what? I like her. We we've, we've seen each other since, and you know, we do we do get on. But I just think the show is such an intense environment. Even if someone you know slightly throws you off it, it's blown into so like such uh, so much bigger than it actually needs to be 
well, all your emotions and everything are all enhanced yeah. by a hundred times to what it would be in real life. Like, that's what I find. Yeah, yeah. So you find yourself a lot more angry when you probably wouldn't have been angry and then you find yourself more yeah. emotional. Like, And you know what? The thing is, you've, you've just come out of the show and so you've got to appreciate that because it's still so fresh for yeah. you guys. Like, and we're watching it like two weeks after we've just finished it. So uh, a lot of those emotions are still really raw. So it's a light, bit like PTSD. Yeah. The, one, the one episode where I voted Marina outright, I couldn't sleep. For, for ages because i was like shit i felt so bad then and i feel so bad now even though we mm. talked loads yeah, after yeah. It, it it was like ptsd almost yeah I, I felt the same i remember when i i backstabbed Alyssa, yeah and i remember i went i couldn't sleep yeah? i felt so guilty and that night like when it was aired i felt guilty so for some reason i was like go on twitter for it quick quickly i went on twitter and, <laughs> oh my god i was destroyed on twitter and then it made me worse i couldn't sleep so i understand where you're coming from it is it got dredged up again didn't yes. it for us so i need to get back onto a question because I, I didn't hear it i don't know if i don't know if you glitched that james or avoided the question so who was your least favorite that's not that's not jeff <laughs> yeah james come on I, all, all i've got to say is jeff who Sorry, Jeff Who. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you two of two of the people I sort of... For the game, right? His first one was me with Cheryl. I find found her to play the game was quite great in. And was, she's very loud and she's she's lovely, don't get me wrong. But in terms of the game, like, loudness needs to, like, happen at some point. Not all the time, right? I love Cheryl. Yeah, I live. My, all my family are scousers, so I understand, man. Like when I'm with my aunties and my mum, it's they're like they're so loud. I'm like, <laughs> no, I do love her. But then I also found like everyone kept saying, "Oh, we've brought this much money to the table," and I, and it got to the point where I was like, "Yeah, but your impulsiveness can't be classed as calculated risks because if that one second ran over, you would be gone." And there were other times where we had to speak to each other about how good we are as rulers. And I'd say, oh, I'm so proud of us. We've done amazing today. Yeah. And Cheryl would be like, yeah, I've done absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of myself as a ruler. I've done so good. <laughs> I love that, though. That's so funny. Yeah, I have. I did great. <laughs> I think she's hilarious. I think she's absolutely hilarious. Literally. But I'm, Marina, did you do that once, though? Yeah, you what? did, Marina. Did yeah, I did. He was like, yeah, we made, a, we made a great decision there. And I was like, <laughs> 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 I think the other person I sort of didn't get on with was, I, I would probably say Sophie. And that was only because I found that when it came to play in the game, she was very much focused on how she was going to look during the game. And that really bothered me. So obviously I had a, I sort of went for her during the dog food eating task. And I was like, pick up a fucking tablespoon, <laughs> drop the teaspoon and pick up a tablespoon. And she's like, oh, you know, that's not a very good thing of a leader, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, a leader asks for help off their team. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And you're like, you know, objectifying the help sort of thing. I found there was very much like all for one and not one for all. But you know what? I never thought I'd ever talk to somebody who's eaten dog food in their life. I actually find this fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. Mate, any dog owner will tell you, you do, you take a nibble of the dog biscuit what? to make sure it's what? not are like, you, yeah. Are you serious, bro? I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. eaten a dog biscuit in my life. I've had dog all right. food all my no, life. Never. I got my dog some little treats and they said peanut butter and salmon. And I was like, that's a funny combo. Let's see what that's like. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you joking? No, no, I, no. I'm, I'm genuinely serious. You guys call that a work shift. Arvind just calls his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, because we've talked about the least favorite, and I'm a man who's all about love. So I've got to ask you, who in there was your one, or maybe two? I'll give you two best friends. Your rocks, the people you could count on. Oh God. Let's start with you, Marina. For me, out of all the rulers, Cheryl is definitely my favourite. We just got on so well. We literally FaceTime every day and started to be our bridesmaid, which is just crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, Cheryl and I are definitely really close. And in there, oh my gosh, they didn't air this, but we had this massive pillow fight. And literally, like, she broke their headboard, I threw a pillow at her, we smashed a bar. Oh my god. What is it with people on Sue Lambert shows and smashing va vases? I think we lost two or three. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why they don't show that stuff. That's like, that's going to make us fall in love with you. I think I remember saying yeah, on an episode exactly. of this podcast, like, we haven't had enough opportunities to like these guys. And yeah. like, I want to watch you have a pillow fight and break stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mental. And then, oh my God, there was another time where um, she, she got given this dress to wear and it was like this net dress and we pretended that she was a fish and I like, chucked it at her and reeled her in she was like bobbing along like a fish it was hilarious we just we just get on so well we're just really close and out of the grafters so for me out of the grafters Joanna is definitely my favorite honestly like we just get on so well and since we finished actually her and I um went to watch the boat race and then went for our cheese fondue afterwards which we talked about the whole time in there we were like really want a cheese fondue so yeah I just, I love her. I think she's so fun. James so cool. is close with, with her too. <laughs> James, James, what about you? Favourite grafter, favourite ruler? Oh, okay. Um, favourite grafter for me was Sydney, Little Sidders. Honestly, we were so oh. close. And like the day I rose, they didn't show this. We were obviously talking in bed when we woke up. And, and she whispers to Jack by here, Jane. She goes, oh, I hope James doesn't go up. He's my best friend in here. Oh, and I was like, cute. And and that really broke my heart. But like I kept saying to her, like whatever happens, listen to those messages that you get from the rulers. Like I'm gonna tell you, I've got you every single time. And I did. Like the first the first message I gave, you seen like say, I've got you, we've got you. Did you ever get cringed out when they were like all over each other ever? Like <laughs> honestly, like, don't lie. <laughs> I mean, the first time they got on bed together, I was sort of sat facing away. I sort of I was like, we're not in Love Island. I thought, oh my god, I was like, I'm sorry. this is the only show I didn't want to be in, and we're in Love Island. But you quickly get used to it, though, don't you? Like, I clocked it. I was like, ugh. Um, a favorite ruler, like out of everyone who rose, out, out the way it sort of played out. Like, I think me and Jack were actually pretty close, and he was my favorite up there because we had each other's backs. Like, there was times where, like, for example, that flip the coin scene, right? Where I, they, obviously I was literally there, like doing my concealer, like just oh, I'll touch myself up in case I get voted out. And I can hear them laughing about, um, you know, flipping the coin on me. So I ran out of that beauty room after Matt saw me, and I ran up the stairs, and I was like, Jack, Jack, I've just shown him they're gonna flip the coin on me. What am I gonna do? And he's like holding me on the shoulder. He's like, You're gonna be fine. You've got this. We're gonna. I've got you. We're gonna protect you. I was like, No, they're gonna flip the coin. They're gonna flip the coin. So like, I ran to him every time I had like a bit of a panic attack. Um, and he mellowed me out i say he's like a bit of an older brother now to be fair marina you you clearly went in there with a, like a quite a clear sense of what your leadership skills looked like and do yeah. you feel like you got a chance to really show that in the game or do you feel like you didn't quite get a you know spread your wings enough as much as you wanted to maybe i think it's very easy as a grafter to say oh i can do this this and this and actually when when you get up there 
there is actually so much you can't do just because it's such a busy day. There's actually very little time as a ruler to have those kind of conversations about strategy and alliances with people. And ultimately, that kind of was my downfall. You know, the day that I was eliminated, I was doing an overtime shift with Matt. And I didn't actually get to speak to James O'Connor. And as soon as I got out, I was getting ready, you know, out of the workshop, so I was getting ready for supper. And then that was going on to the Red Room, you know. So you're in, in that sense, yeah, I didn't have a, like a chance to spread my wings and being able, because if I had that conversation, if James Connor and I sat down and go, look, we stick together, we could have got to literally to the end mm. by just sticking together, mm. you know. Mm. I think what was hard for me was when I came up, because I was the only kind of original grafter up there. There were things that I needed to say, and then it wasn't getting them on side because it was something they didn't necessarily like to hear. And that's that really hard. At least if I had a other grafter up there, they would have backed me. You know, the whole thing is about the rewards. I wasn't saying let's not give them a reward. I just said, you know, when I was down there, there was a conversation about us possibly sharing it, and I just get attacked. To be fair, though, I did defend you. At yeah, one you of did. The red, run of the red, and tables. so did Connor as well. I want to know uh, again, both of you, please. How would you play things differently if you got a chance to go back in there again? Ooh. Let's say it's series one again. Let's. I'm not talking about like now. We all know how the show works. How would you play it differently if you got to just live the whole thing Groundhog Day style from the beginning? I just wouldn't have rose so fast, and that's it. That's the only thing I would not have done as quick as I did. I would have stayed and grafted a little bit longer, built those alliances stronger at the bottom, uh, and then rose a little bit further into the game because the way I played it until I got eliminated, I thought I did a good job. So I would have just stayed as a grafter that a little bit longer. That's it. Well, honestly, that, that didn't make sense to me, actually. Like, now you're saying so. I remember when you rose and I was like, why is he going up? Like, and even the mm. rulers, why can't they think, actually, he's a really good grafter. Keep him down there because we'll make more money with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marina, what about you? Marina. I think for me, it's probably the same as James. Um, I don't think I have any regrets because I think take any op- any opportunity that comes your way, you know. You know, I got the opportunity to rise and I put myself forward and I rose, which is great. But I think I really enjoyed being a grafter, although it's really difficult. I do love just getting stuck into those kind of work shifts. They're really fun. I mean, grafters stuck uh, a bit wild, but <laughs> I think I would have loved to have got stuck in a bit more, but I don't regret going up. If I could change anything, it was probably being a grafter for a bit longer. So given all that then, do you think Eddie, Eddie's done the best then, hasn't he? Because he's done exactly that. He's done the thing that you both wanted to do, which is stay down there, get really popular and go up as late as he could. I guess yeah. so, but then you don't know what twists and turns are going to come up as well. While we're talking about uh, work shifts, right? What was your favourite, least favourite? What was your favourite and least favourite work shift? <laughs> so I only did one, so I don't think I can... Or oh, the one you would have really... wanted to do. Okay. Um, oh, let me think. The stewards one, I think, would be really fun. I mean, we get a bit mucky, and I wouldn't, I'm not sure about having a cold shower afterwards to get rid of all the sewage, but... Uh... I like sewage, Ooh. yeah. I wanted to sit in a cold bath so bad. I was like, I'm yes, really actually. I just got to say, right, during the electrician shift, Marina was, like, in front of me like this, and there's parts of that, I watched it back the other day, you can hear me laughing at her getting electrocuted, because she wasn't, like, screaming. <laughs> she was like, it was like, it was like, she's a, I don't know if you're going to hear this, she was, like, having the best orgasm of her life. She was like, ah! Like, but it was just every time, she was just, like, convulsing. So that was your but, favorite, um... favorite work shift? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just funny. My favorite work shift definitely was the... For me, it was it was the um, the, the the animal food testing one. It was just hysterical. Don't get me wrong; it was disgusting. Like, like it was a true test of the gag reflex. But it was also like 
Just funny to be next to Connor and Jack. Connor was crying his eyes out. Jack is literally breaking his neck, trying to eat a fucking dog biscuit. <laughs> and then I'm there, like, shoveling <laughs> shit in my hands. Like, it was just so messy and so fun. A good lesson for anyone on the Studio Lambert show. You cannot have a sensitive gag reflex. This <laughs> <laughs> is a gag mission, bro. So what's next for you guys? What's, what's coming next in your lives? Do you know what? I'm just sort of taking it as it comes. Like, I would love to do yeah. more reality television. Love to do it. Like, I'm so cut. Like, I feel at home when I'm behind the camera. Sorry, in front of the camera. Like, doing things like that. But I really want my own skincare brand. And I want to, like, do, like, collabs with, like, loads of skincare brands. And, you know. Please moisturize me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you, your first client, just be Ryan? Can you just cover him in, in, in moisturizer, please? Like Studio Lambert's B movie. Rise and fall after dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Marina? What's next for you then? Are you the next uh, prime minister or? No, I'm not sure where the whole prime minister thing has come from. I, a lot of people have been saying that. I'm probably the opposite of what you want out of a prime minister. Um, but no, would love to go into the like to be a TV presenter or or an actor. I've always been a performer, and I just I love people, love chatting to people. So yeah, destined to be on the screen or the or the stage so <laughs> we'll see what happens we'll see what comes my way and i think i might do a bit of traveling in thailand in june be fun i, I think aaron's in thailand from the traitors meet up yeah again. he is i think he's in thailand yeah he's he? so good looking <laughs> i'll pass it yeah. on welcome to rise and fall after dark <laughs> But he never had as much fun getting electrocuted as you did, Marina. So I guess maybe, you know, that's... Well, you can show him how to be electrocuted. Just yeah. go there and go, did you see me get electrocuted? Ah! <laughs> I, think, I think now's a good time to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I like that one. Right? Thank, you, thank you so much, James and Marina, for joining us today. Oh, you're legends. James, final word. I am the iconic queen diva, I think, now of Rise and Fall. And, I prob- and I'm going to say now, I was the best ruler. Point blank. <laughs> ego or not. Well, I mean, you just backstabbed me, so... We can call you the indecisive bitch of season one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not the indecisive bitch. That's Connor. That's not what Jeff said. That's not what Jeff said. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, James, Marina. Yeah, and good luck in your tax returns, James. They're going to be complicated. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> beat me to it! No, that was my end line. I was waiting for that, Ivan. <laughs> Ivan, how many episodes did you last on The Traitors? How many episodes? Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. We'll have to look at yeah. combined combined viewers of each episode, shall we? And then we'll figure it all out. <laughs> <laughs> this concludes our review of Rise and Fall for this week. We'll be back next week for one last episode on Rise and Fall, um, where we'll be chatting about the final. And in the meantime, um, if you're listening, give us a five-star review, follow us. If you're watching, like and subscribe. And if you want to see who the sexy men hiding behind these voices are, you can follow us on social media at it's just a game.podcast on TikTok. You'll and be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I am Ryan. You can follow me on Instagram at the gram of Ryan. I'm Marina Powell on Instagram and TikTok. Feel free to follow me to watch what I get up to as a university dropout, which isn't much. It's a bit of fun. So yeah, go ahead and follow me. Well, I'm James from Rise and Fall, obviously. You can find me on my Instagram at James underscore Alan96. I'm Will. Um, follow me on Instagram at Wilfred Webster Official and TikTok is just Wilfred Webster. I'm Ivan, and sponsor me for running a marathon for Samaritans, please, by going to www.sponsorivanforrunningsamaritansmarathonplease.com.
dot net slash please. <laughs> and from all of us here, I'll see you next week and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.